Episode 154, Talent Over Curriculum. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in to another episode where I have learned a lesson and I'm excited to share it with you so you can hold on to your elite educator status, meaning you spend your free time learning and perfecting your craft. This podcast episode is especially for teacher leaders as we talk about empowering teachers to utilize their talent to move beyond curriculum. That way they can tap into student potential. Let's reignite your passion. You ready? Here we go. I always love to start off the show with my rationale for where this topic for the episode came from. And to give you a little background, I love to read. I mean, it's either education-related or Nicholas Sparks, let's be honest. (laughs) And in my notes app on my iPhone, I keep a rolling list of books that I just hear about so that when I do get the chance, I can devour them. And a while back when my hubby and I jumped on this Amazon Prime bandwagon, which, by the way, is amazing, I ordered a bunch of books that were on that list. And for a while, I'd read daily and then... My daughter became a toddler. (laughs) The exhaustion, y'all, of such a human being is out of this world. I mean, those dang books sat in a pile staring at me for months. And my daughter is still a toddler, but she's becoming a tad more manageable where I can, you know, sneak a chapter here or there throughout the day. And if you've been listening, then you heard me talk about my most recent read, which was More Than Carrots and Sticks. And that's about restorative practices. And that was pretty good. But I finished that, so I started a new one called Lead Like a Pirate. And if you're familiar with Dave Burgess and all things pirate-themed, it is just as great as those other books. But this one is actually written by his wife, Shelley, and her edgy buddy, Beth Hoof. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. H-O-U-F. Anyway, I literally took notes. (laughs) I mean, I normally don't do that when I read, but it was so good. I didn't want to forget certain ideas. And I'm one of those people, you know, that reads the old school way. I like to physically hold the book and highlight great ideas, you know, and here I am now taking it a step further, a little ridiculous taking notes. And I'm supposed to just be doing this, you know, for fun in my free time. But really, to apply things that you're learning, you need time to digest them and to reflect on them so that you actually implement them. And so that's kind of what note taking does for me when something's really good. It's my way to pause and think about it and chew on it a minute before I like rush through, you know, the next chapter. So anyway, so one of my favorite notes came from the very beginning as Shelly and Beth were sharing their personal philosophies. And one of them, and sorry, I can't remember who was saying it at this particular moment, but they said something profound that really stuck with me. And so that's what I want to share with you today, but I'm going to share it in parts. So the first part they said It isn't programs that teach kids, it's teachers. So I want to stop there. Um, I can't tell you how many different sets of curriculum I've taught in my years in the classroom. And, you know, every program promises to fix every struggle and result in, you know, astronomical growth. And never once has that happened. 
Uh, so what ends up going on is we ditch it. We, you know, look for the next amazing promise. And as you can probably guess, that also flopped. And why is this happening? Well, it's because it requires more than a program to teach a child. So instead of investing in all this new technology or textbooks or curriculum, we really need to invest in people. And I have been saying this for years, and I'm going to keep saying it as much as it sounds like I'm harping on, you know, an admin team or district leaders. I'm really not because it's the responsibility of the teacher to take a program and bring it to life with their own talent and expertise. And we can't just show up and read word for word from the program or, you know, print the required assignments. We actually have to take what is given, adapt it to our kids, add our personality and teaching style and educate some kids. You know, stand and deliver isn't an option anymore. So back to this quote, it goes on to say, we must empower our teachers to take whatever tools they are given and the tools they have within themselves to make each day extraordinary for their students. And I love the way that it's phrased because we educators can't be replaced by robots, you know, who just Charlie Brown at the front of the classroom. And contrary to popular belief, teaching is a hard. I mean, if you do it right, you know, you could just show up and do the bare minimum and rely on the curriculum to do the work, but that's not teaching. And there's no heart or no talent, no intention, no decision making. We have to apply ourselves every day, just like we ask of our kids. Those are the tools within us, you know, utilizing the tools given to us to make an impact. And our unique talent is what really sets us apart from others. It allows us to make deep, long-lasting connections with kids. And in the end, that is the X factor that changes lives around us. And without us educators, our program's only a program, but with us, it becomes learning. And when you add in student talent and effort and intention, you have one killer equation for growth and transformation. So why am I directing this message to teacher leaders specifically? Because the quote said, we must empower our teachers. And that's where you come in. As a teacher leader, your responsibility is to help teachers get through to students in the most efficient but effective way. And in doing so, you are upping teacher capacity and student achievement. And it's a pretty awesome privilege to give back to the profession in that way. You know, you're bettering the boat for everyone. It's a win-win. So here's some scenarios of potential teachers you would need to empower. So we've got this first group. Um, a lot of teachers get really frustrated. They can't see beyond the curriculum and they feel stifled to use their creativity and, you know, have a unique approach to teaching. So we need to help those teachers pull out the important concepts and then remind them of their freedom to design their instructional experience with students in mind first, which makes all the possibilities come true for their creativity and their passion and their true talent to come through. The second group of teachers are some, they rely a little bit too much on the curriculum because they're lacking the knowledge to know the breadth and the depth of a subject. And it's not necessarily because they're new to teaching, but maybe they're new to the grade level or it's a new curriculum or whatever the situation may be. So they, in addition to not knowing it, they lack the time to really unpack 
standards or, you know, research the trajectory of a topic from one grade level to the next. So when a teacher cannot, you know, see full picture or at least understand what they have to teach at the deepest of levels, they become stuck to the curriculum. And so we need to help them, you know, sitting alongside these teachers as they plan and ask some deep questions to help them understand what they must teach from every angle. You know, they need to be able to answer student questions and link back to previous learning and preview upcoming learning. And that's all going to take time. But what we're doing here is creating a habit of building in time during this lesson planning process to better understand what it is to teach. And that's so beneficial in the long run. But we have to be careful not to do too much of the thinking and the doing because we're trying to, you know, speed up the process. Because it's those awkward, silent moments that these teachers, their brains are doing the most important work. And teachers need time to kind of grapple with that new experience. So be the guide on the side and just exercise patience. It's really important that we break them of the habit of just teaching lessons in isolation and remaining, you know, surface level of what's provided by the curriculum. And then we got that this third group of teachers um, who have like zero interest in bringing excitement into the classroom because, you know, this is not a career to them. It's just a job and, you know, their job ends in the afternoon and that means no extra time or attention is going to be put into bringing that curriculum to life for students. And that's just a sad reality. So as a teacher leader, we cannot take an instructional approach for this group of teachers. We really have to connect as people first, spend time, you know, getting to know them. And when you do know what they're interested in, you can use that to your advantage when you're interacting with them in regards to the curriculum. But you really can't get to that part until you know them and then they trust you. And during that process, you might uncover some amazing teaching talent, you know, that really has been untapped or worse, just negatively shut off. So this also takes patience and sometimes doesn't work. But when you adjust your approach to what each teacher individually needs, everyone benefits. Well, empowering teachers means that we first must know our teachers as people know their goals and their aspirations as professionals, and we got to be willing to provide them with some personalized support to become successful. So that might sound easy, but it's actually really hard because there's so many barriers to helping teachers, and time (laughs) is one of the big ones. And that's why my best tip for you to empower someone is to do it daily and consistently and fairly. You can't expect to sit for two-hour long chunks helping a teacher see beyond the curriculum and tap into their own talent. They don't have that kind of time. And we have to respect that. But if we make small, consistent connections with teachers, you know, popping in to help plan when available, it's going to add up over time. And in fact, doing so often in these tiny spurts actually ensures what you're working on, the teacher's going to apply it because it's becoming a new habit. So remember the goal here is to shine their talent. They were hired because they're competent. Now it's time to refine that natural ability and see what lies beneath. And the way you interact daily with these teachers really sends a message. And you want your message to be that, you know, you see the talent in them. You appreciate the sacrifices they make to do their job well. And you're there to help them get even better despite any of the obstacles that they're facing. And you're doing this through facial expressions, mannerisms, but most of all, through your time and being consistently present 
in those ways every day sends a positive message, and it will empower teachers to take the responsibility on themselves to do the work necessary to become masters of their craft. So as a teacher leader, this is what has worked for me that might work for you. Snag a teacher roster and make one yourself and make notes next to the teacher's name of where these folks are in terms of their natural talent driving their instruction versus sticking straight to the curriculum. Remember those three groups of teachers that we talked about in the beginning? I would kind of label these teachers at the moment what they are. And then step two would be to group them based on their ability to understand the content that they teach, you know, at a deep level, while also being able to add a creative spin. Um, And you might have other scenarios than the three I shared with you, but you want to start with the teachers that can't really mesh their personal style with the professional requirements um, and teachers that lack knowledge of curriculum and the teachers that are disengaged in the teaching process, start with those first. This is really going to help you provide support when time is limited because you can meet with a small group instead of having to go one-on-one you know, after you've built these relationships. So this is kind of your back pocket tool when you're ready to say, okay, I have a few minutes this day is a work day. I'm going to meet with this small group of teachers for 20 to 30 minutes and we're going to talk or do. I do suggest using pencil when you're um, labeling and grouping because they're going to change just like student abilities grow and morph in the classroom. That It's going to happen with your roster here. Um, and technology is a great tool, but you want a way to track where they started and where they're developing because I think that's also a really great data point when you have to do your final evaluations on teachers that you can show where they started in terms of their knowledge of the curriculum and how they're you know, adding their own flair. Something to think about that you could do is, you know, a school-wide professional development session. It's it's not a bad idea um, in terms of practicing the skill of taking a dry topic and sprucing it up. Um, it's best to allow teachers to even collaborate when you do something like this, so that way they learn from each other, and then you can pop around giving additional support. So, for example, you might throw up a standard or topic Um, objective on the board and then teachers are going to go at it in terms of you know what teaching points are important how are you going to design a learning experience etc I do caution you to wait though until teachers have seen you consistently support their efforts that relationship is really going to ensure that when you do something like this everyone's going to be engaged um And this type of practice even if it's 15 minutes or less you know during a staff meeting Um, Remember, consistency in short spurts is going to go a long way. Oh, and how could I forget to give you the most important tip? Model it. (laughs) So share a story. Make it personal. We all were students at one time, and we have memories of great teachers and not-so-great teachers. So tap into that emotional side. And when you see talent emerging, use those teachers as examples of ways to go beyond the curriculum and let talent lead the way. Just be sure to pick a variety of folks and not always, you know, share out the same people that can really damage relationships and take the wind out of the sails. Um, And get your administrators in on it too. You know, have them come teach a lesson in a classroom or do it in front of staff. You know, the more you can show it's all hands on deck to make you your best, the greater the investment by staff is going to be and the greater the likelihood you can prioritize natural teaching talent over scripted curriculum. 
So I started this episode with a quote that reminded me just how important it is that teachers are treated as professionals to do their job, and that's to teach. And so the resources we give them in terms of what to teach and how to teach are just that, resources. You know, they're not the be-all, end-all, and when we make them think that it is, or we allow teachers to think and act like it is, we're in major trouble. We as teacher leaders have a job to do, and that's to empower teachers to remember their innate ability is most important in teaching kids. And we'll show that through our daily actions that we value their mind and their personality and their creativity, etc. You know, each day of learning is a day to save a child. We make them more capable and more confident than ever before. And that allows them to go out into this world and become whatever it is that they're meant to become. And that is such a big job, but it's an important job. And we teacher leaders must protect the teacher's uniqueness to do this work. Lead Like a Pirate is a great book. If you haven't read it yet, add it to your to-do list and maybe even write this quote on your mirror as you get ready in the morning or put it on the front of your binder as you walk from class to class working with students and teachers. The quote was, it isn't programs that teach kids, it's teachers. We must empower our teachers to take whatever tools that they are given and the tools that they have within themselves to make each day extraordinary for their students. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on empowering teachers to utilize their talent to move beyond the prescribed curriculum and tap into student potential. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details. (laughs) 